welcome to the podcast. I am Dr. Boris Del Cid, DC, 33 years in practice in going strong. And I'm Chris Booth. I'm a mother of two and I'm a realtor. We have to add our disclaimer from the boys in the legal department. Please do not take any unsolicited advice from us without consulting your doctor. Basically, you are responsible for consulting your healthcare provider because the information we're giving here is for educational purposes not to diagnose or treat anything. So act accordingly, and if there's anything that um, you hear here, well, consult with your healthcare provider. All right, that being said, Krisa, what do you wanna know? Well, I would like to know today is if we could sum up the exact definition of what is health. I don't think there's anything exact, but I'm gonna give you an idea of what health is. So in one uh, simple sentence, health is maintaining homeostasis. Now homeostasis is just systemic balance. The balance of all these organs that we have in our body that form systems, such as the endocrine system, the nervous system, your digestive system, your circulatory system. And each one of these systems have specific organs. So they actually have a function and their interconnectivity makes our body function in a normal level way. So that's, that's what homeostasis is, systemic function at a level of normal output. And then again, what normal is, it's, it's a totally different story, but I don't want to say normal, I want to say level or consistency. So it's definitely not the absence of disease, okay? Right. So otherwise, conditions such as cardiovascular disease that we don't know we have unless we have them checked uh, will be painful or, you know, will give you indications, although we know about things such as high blood pressure and things of that nature. Um, a heart attack, you would not know when that's coming. Or for that matter, one of the worst malignancy, cancer, will be, you know, painful. And they usually are not. So, well, can we ask how to achieve health. Achieving health, exactly, I like that word. How can it, we accomplish that? It's, it's something that you do or practice on a daily basis. I call it cultivation of health, health cultivation. So that means that on a daily basis you do things or not do things that as a cumulative effect will give you homeostasis, the balance functioning of systems in your body. Okay, so with health cultivation, can we talk about five principles of health? Yes. So you remember I told you that, huh? I remember. So we've, I've narrowed it down that um, there are principles of health that you must cultivate in order to maintain that homeostasis. So in, not in any particular order uh, that I'm going to uh, give you, uh, they're all just as important, okay? But the first one, nourishment. Um, and that includes hydration. So nourishing your body with food and hydrating it is very important. If we don't give our body water, we last three to four days and then our system starts shutting down. So hydration. Okay, nourishment and hydration, that's okay. number one. Yes, and mm -hmm. then food in that nourishment. Okay. Food, everything we put in our mouth end up in our bloodstream. So 
when we ingest something and it gets digested, it gets broken down, it ends up in our, in our blood. So we gotta be very careful what we eat and what we drink because they have different effects. So breaking down the foods, you know, you have proteins, carbohydrates, fats, minerals, and vitamins, and then water, you have hydration. So we need that in order to maintain uh, that first principle. So in the future, we're gonna continue on with what kinds of food and break that down. But number two would be as far as five principles. Again, enumerating them does not necessarily mean that that was the number one or, or most important, but just for the sake of keeping track, I'm gonna tell you exercise. Let's say I'm picking exercise on that. So our musculoskeletal system, here it goes, the system again. And the previous one was the digestive system. The musculoskeletal system is comprised of our muscles and our bones. And the bones and the muscles go together. When there's a contraction of a muscle, a bone gets to move through a joint, okay? So if we don't move around, we start getting weak. So the number one um, concern nowadays in health and wellness is inactivity. Sitting down throughout the day, not really exercising. They call it the new smoking. <laughs> so imagine this, you're sleeping, you're in your bed, you're not moving. You get up, hopefully you go on with your day, but the first thing you sit down on the toilet and then you sit down on your breakfast table and then you go sit in your car to go go to work and then at work you sit down on your desk and then after that you go back maybe in the toilet and then you go into your car sit so we're going to say movement exactly so movement <laughs> exercise make that musculoskeletal system work life is motion motion is life articulations were made to be moved so we have to exercise. So as long as you're moving, That's you're correct. good. Yes. Okay, number three. I know it's not in any order of importance. But Got no. it. But see, all right. So when you move, what happens? You get hungry. If you exercise, you get hungry. So we're going back to the first principle, right? Nourishment. You want to eat. But then after you've, you've, you've exercised and you've, you've eaten and your day is over. Uh, you're going to say sleep. Ah, you're smart. <laughs> See, exactly. We need rest. Even God rested. Okay. And he doesn't really have to, but he did. So what we're, we're, we're trying to, to accomplish here is to replenish the tissue that your body broke down throughout your day. See how we're interconnecting these principles. When you go to sleep, you actually secrete a hormone called the human growth hormone, HGH. And that's when your body replenishes or re repairs the tissue that has been broken down. Breakdown of a tissue is called catabolism. Anabolism or anabolic response is building back tissue. Those two together, catabolism and an anabolism are what we call metabolism. So 
In your metabolic function, you need to have food in order for your body to replenish your tissue at night when human growth hormone is secreted. So you can do that unless you go to sleep. And you can do, you, you can replenish that tissue unless you have the ingredients. So are we just talking about sleep or rest in general? Sleep. Okay. Perfect question. Sleep. Basically, six to eight hours, minimum of six hours For adults. to eight hours. Because um, there are sleeping cycles that are uh, required in order to reach that deep sleep stage where HGH is produced. HGH is not produced in, in at the very beginning of your sleeping cycle. So you have to have two of these cycles and more or less, you know, six hours, you can have two cycles of, of all these, you know, sleeping uh, cycles that we can um, mention, but we need to have rest. And by that meaning sleeping. You gotta sleep. Yes, very important. Also, people get grouchy if they don't sleep. <laughs> well, I mean, try. When was the last time you 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 did not sleep for twenty four hours? Uh, I not for a while. I Correct. used to do it when I was younger and partying, but not so much anymore. I want to try to stay pretty. Well, yeah, <laughs> I'm <but> vain. <laughs> what I'm saying is, you probably were not really. Um, you weren't. You weren't feeling that well when you went. 24 hours without sleep, right? I had a lot of uh, adrenaline when I was younger. I was very active. So mm -hmm. even if I didn't sleep for a night, I was okay compared to a lot of mm -hmm. friends. But still, I could definitely feel it. But and if you now, go, if it would be good. 48 hours, what starts happening? Yeah, no, then, that would not be correct. good. So bottom line is physiologically, your body requires sleep. So 24 hours every, you know, every so often, I'm not, and I'm not recommending that, but you could probably get away with it, especially when you're younger. The next one, the next principle of health cultivation is that all our activities, we perceive them and execute them because our brain has an intent. We have thoughts, we have uh, ideas, we have tasks. So those things are, are, are when we put them all together, we get stress. Oh boy, I forgot to do uh, pick up, you know, whatever the um, the cat or whatever. I don't know. Stress is 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 basically one of the things that we have to fight in order to maintain. So, are you saying number four is brain and mental health? Correct. Okay. Mental health, not in the sense of you know schizophrenia or or craziness or anything like that. I'm talking about dealing with stress mental health or psychological and emotional uh, health it's best dealt with by exercise okay that's why we recommend crossword puzzles there you go well exercise physically okay now that part is also part of of, of your mental health but that's that's for cognitive purposes right. what i'm talking about is pure stress what happens with stress is the fr frontal lobe of your of your brain, the, right here in your in your forehead, that part of your brain is actually uh, in charge of dealing with emotions, and everything that we observe has a direct effect on our brain, which produces neurotransmitters. Those neurotransmitters can be euphoric, or they can also be a bit depressive. So, what we want to do is uh, try to 
mitigate these bad thoughts that we get. And those are the stressful thoughts. Like somebody cut you off on the freeway and you are completely, you, you, you're late to work or to pick up the kids. You're already stressing out, right? And then this person cuts you off, you slam on the brakes. You, 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 you basically start getting annoyed and sometimes angry. So that emotion comes from your brain producing a neurotransmitter that is not really good. So what happens when you exercise, your mind clears. Now, exercise on a daily basis does not mean you had to go to the gym and work out two hours. You can go walk and kind of take a, a, a few minutes of, on your own. So now we have exercise, which we mentioned before. Mm -hmm. What happens when you exercise? You get tired and you get hungry. So you're going to want to eat and you're going to want to rest. So now we have four principles that are basically, you know, so needed in order to maintain some type of, of uh, balance. So what you're saying is for brain health, we must minimize stress. Yes. Yes, we have to deal with it. Stress is, is, could be positive or negative. Like, what's your favorite food? I like Thai food, uh, so many different, I like food. <laughs> See, thank you for the smile. And look at that face, it lit up, right? That's what I was trying to provoke. When you thought and make that connection in your brain of what is your favorite food, it brings out a, a, a euphoric type of, of um, response that is made by your brain. Your limbic lobe or limbic system told you, oh my God, that is so good, it gives me pleasure. So it's basically one of the things that we see as a positive. But if I tell you, how do you like you know, going in the freeway at uh, seven o'clock in the morning. You won't for, get a smile. No, you will be stressed. So basically that is an, a, a negative um, uh, response from your brain producing neurotransmitters that may be depressive. So we've got to deal with that by exercising um, and the exercise will produce uh, movement of, you know, your joints and muscles, which again is what we want to maintain mobility and at the same time then we'll get hungry and then we'll get tired so all these go hand in hand nourishment and hydration exercise rest brain health correct so one more right one we, more we talked about five so in anatomy for the human body we have a frame and everything inside our frame is what make you know make us human right so what's your frame we have a column right what is a column it's a support it's the most uh sturdy yeah it's 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 the one that gives support to your whole body your limbs come out of that the your head is on top of it so your core and well your core is 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 a different uh part i'm talking about the skeletal system okay yes. so in anatomy we have the what the structure function is another part of health so we have the what and the how the what is the structure the function is part of that systemic work that we achieve so 
that balance of systemic work needs to be encased into something, and that's our frame. In other words, you got to maintain your frame. Right, so your functioning frame. Correct, because movement cannot be achieved unless you have that frame that is sturdy, and you have to have those muscles and bones in line. So you have to exercise in order to maintain that balance. Like front, the front part of your body, the anterior portion of your body versus the posterior portion of your body. If you, if you exercise just your back and don't exercise your front, do you have a balance? No. So we want to be, be able to have structural integrity by making those muscles and bones be uh, I guess aligned, uh, maintaining that structural balance. So we have to pay attention to the frame in our body. The human body is not just internal organs. There's a frame that supports them, that encases them. So all this other organs, tissues, and systems are attached to it. So we want to have them. So in order to have balance, what must you do? Balance of balance of, of your spine, your functioning person. Exercise is part of it, but then you must have that lined up. Your spine is very, very important because it encases your nervous system, the central nervous system as it exits your 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 skull. But then it has the peripheral nervous system systems that that the nerves that come out of your spine and reach out to your organs and every cell in your body. So would that we, require stretching or stretching is one. One of the most effective way to do that is to consult your chiropractor. You want to balance your spine in terms of mobility or lack thereof. I think a lot of people probably don't see a chiropractor, so if you could give them some recommendation on how they could do some simple exercises to align the spine and the body? Well, there's, there's a limitation of what you can do on your own. Exercising, stretching, strengthening exercises and all these are part of it. And it's, it's, it's very, very important. But let me, let me make a comparison. A lot of people doesn't, don't go to the dentist. What can you do to uh, keep your teeth healthy? You'd say, I would say, well, brush them and floss. But, Krista, is that going to prevent you from having cavities or eventually needing a, a root canal or, you know, no, problems with your... With your um, um, but with teeth, people get desperate and they don't want to be in pain. But with a backache or things like that, they just kind of deal with it. That is very, very much uh, the truth. However... Have you ever had a herniated disc? Not yet. Uh, well, <laughs> Hopefully God, not. God forbid you, because I tell you, you will be running uh. to somebody to help you. And unless you're ready to take pills to knock you out, which they do not do anything for that uh, um, uh, disc herniation or direct pressure to the nerves, um, you want to have something done. And they're not going to do surgery on you right away. So you got two options, pills or things that numb you, but they don't take care of the problem. And the other one would be, are we going to cut it out? We're going to cut you open. 
There'll, there'll be people having surgery every day. What about so, acupuncture? Acupuncture is effective to get the, 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 the symptoms uh, kind of dealt with, but structurally speaking, it's not really moving that. No. So that's why uh, the adjustments that you get through chiropractic care have a more direct effect on those conditions. And it is very, very well researched and pretty much accepted across the board now. So having, having structural balance, meaning your bones, your, uh, your articulations, and it, not just the spine, but there are other areas where you have um, the need for adjustments, that can be done in order to maintain that frame. When do you recommend body. people start going to a chiropractor? Because children don't usually go. Wow, that is, that's an awesome um, point. That's a misnomer too, because children need to be checked. We were just uh, early, earlier in, the, in our conversation, we were talking about, hey, what do you think about childbirth? Well, and, and, and you said something incredibly um, uh, smart. Was, you said, squeezing a nine pound baby out of a body, it's, <laughs> it's, it's tremendous, right? Uh. Okay, so guess what happens? The head comes out first. And obviously I'm not telling you anything you don't know because you, 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 you're a mother. But first thing you do is, uh, as the doctor is, is, is helping you with the birth, uh, turn the head around. The head's coming out. And we turn the head around and we suction the mucus from your nose, from the nose of the baby and the mouth. And then we pull. First, the shoulder comes out. So if you go like this, your head's going one way and the shoulder's going the other way. Every 1500 birth, more or less, you have a condition that's called brachial plexus dystocia. And uh, without getting too technical, it's when the, 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 the nerves that come out of your neck get torn out. Well, one in 1500. Yeah, you say, well, 1500, that's, uh, you know, it's a chance that I, my child won't have that. But what happens in between that? If you're stretching the head, the neck, and the shoulders to, a, to an extreme that that baby can come out of the birth canal, what's going to happen to the bones in your neck? Right. They're going to be really misaligned. But baby's so, bones are so soft, aren't uh -huh. they? Uh-huh. So there are techniques for that. You don't do a full manipulation as an adult would. So or adjustment, not manipulation. So there are ways of doing that, and there are um, specialties. There are chiropractors who specialize in pediatrics. So yes, then children. The most active that we are in our lives is between the ages of zero and maybe five. Probably beyond that too, but we start having motion and, and start moving around and running. If you are a toddler, and you're, they're walking around and then boom, they sit they, or they fall on their, on their bottom. Guess what's gonna happen? Cumulative effect of running and falling. What do we want, what, what, what do you think's gonna happen with that frame? The frame is actually going to sustain some very subtle movements or misalignments. So all the way around, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you, 
children need to be aligned much more so than adults because they are so active and their activity includes are not restricted to falls and trips and things that will make those those changes on on their uh, frame so now right. how many times do you think your 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 kids have gone doing something and they fell let's say like they just climbed a tree right. and you told them Bob don't be a climbing up that tree well, and then my they son fall, does right? have uh, spine problems in his back because he See? fell out of a tree so there well there you go now perfect example came out of uh, you know nowhere because I didn't know that but so what are you gonna do are you gonna give are you gonna give that uh, that that child pills the pills are not going to structurally align that spine are you gonna operate on them <laughs> no heck no so what do you want to do about this? There, there has to be a more um, precise or direct approach to fixing this. Now, kids or children, they don't need a lifetime adjustment for this. They can be, they can be helped with a few sessions. Now, you want to maintain that? As an adult, you should be checked, just like your dentist. Is basically a maintenance type of thing to avoid conditions to, um, um, you know, continue to, to, to happen. So, so we all have these five five principles run together. Correct. Because without one, you can't do the other. Rest, right. exercise, maintaining your frame, your core, your nourishment, right. and hydration. Structure and function go together. Structures make systems, and their function. As I was, I was discussing earlier, their interconnectivity make our human body work as we call homeostasis on a systemic level. So they're all very important. We need to have them um, um, uh, constantly uh, addressed. That's why right. I called it health cultivation. And we talked about stress, how important that is. So yeah. a couple things that we should just do all the time, you know, besides exercising, uh, rest for mm -hmm. the lack of stress is eating properly. And well, there are there are uh, properties of of eating um, um, properly, as you said, that can help your uh, your mental health too. But um, I'm going to say mostly exercise would be the best way to deal with um, uh, stress. Would you say that someone very moody all the time is not exercising enough or not eating right or that's why they're moody all the time? Well, they're, they're, there's all, there are all kinds of different variables in, 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 a, in that scenario. Um, moods can be affected by our intake of food or lack thereof. Levels of sugar in your bloodstream can affect that too much, too much sugar or too little your hypoglycemic is too little sugar your hyper you got too much so you give a child you know sugar and they'll be bouncing off the walls for a few minutes right or whatever and then when that sugar level goes down they go into a depressive state and then they actually demand more of that sugar so 
that's a mood. That's when they start getting like really, you know, mad or, or acting up. So you want to get... But that's addiction at that point, right? Well, sugar has a drug-like effect. Um, and I mean sugar in the sense of refined type of sugars because they can make your chemistry in your body change when you uh, you add too much of it so and we're, we're we're conditioning our children to have sugar and we want to pacify them by giving them more sugar so um, nutrition like I said at the very beginning nourishment nutrition has to be balanced you got to have the right things in your body right so that's a huge factor balance and balance is something we need in all those five factors remember systemic balance is systemic what homeostasis balance. is about so too well, much of one awesome. thing or too little is not good enough this is an awesome awesome uh advice for us every day and if we can get this under our belt which is a lot we're going to be pretty healthy great so I think um, we're reaching our, the end of our discussion today. Do you have uh, any other questions or anything like that? I'm just so grateful that you're here and able to tell us these things and able to break them down for us simply and just that we can follow these things in life. Yeah, we're going to generate content, okay? So all these things, eventually we're going to discuss in more detail. And uh, we'll see you then uh, soon at Ask Dr. Boris TV. Thanks for listening to our podcast. And if you'd like it, hit the like button and subscribe. And if you'd like to support us, please support us at Podomatic.